0: I had an individual, one of my uh, door knockers, picked the individual up, took them over to the office. We had multiple cups of coffee. He got a really, really great equity split on the property. He was delightedly happy. Everything was perfect. And within 10 days, roughly, I got served
1: What is going on, men of abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can live a life of abundance and prosperity in family, faith, finances, and fitness living your best life and living a life of abundance starts with a decision your decision don't get caught up in the how don't get caught up in the plan just make the decision write it down be very specific and detailed in what you want your life to look like in a year five years ten years from now get the pictures get the picture in your head get the videos put all of this stuff in front of you Don't try to understand why and how this works. I'm just telling you from experience and having conversations with well over 250 people for this show and many others in mastermind groups, books I've read. I mean, you name it. I'm just telling you it works. Today's episode is specifically geared around the finance of living your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. Fiscal education is one of the biggest reasons the rich get richer or at least stay rich and the poor get poor. And in this case, I am talking specifically about money rich. And when you get the right education from the right people, then your mindset completely changes because you have a better understanding of what it takes to manage money, earn more money and strategies so that your money can work for you. This is just one other aspect of being a man of abundance is having enough resources, more than enough resources, so that you can do the things that you want to do and pay it forward so that others can live the life that they want to live. And speaking of paying it forward, be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with. It only takes a couple seconds to mention it to somebody who you know listens to podcasts. If they don't listen to a podcast, then get their phone or show them how to download a podcast player on their phone. If they're on an Apple device, they've already got a podcast player built into their Apple device. Show them how to search and subscribe to Men of Abundance. They will thank you for it. So, our featured guest today is Bruce Mack. He's the owner and founder of Platinum Financing Group. He knows that his funding options and asset protection programs are the perfect solution for all business owners to achieve complete financial freedom. With his impressive credentials and decades of experience helping thousands of clients, Bruce has honed a unique skill set and the ideal perspective to help entrepreneurs achieve their goals by implementing customized funding solutions tailored to each client's needs. Bruce is especially passionate on educating clients about asset protection and the tax mitigation benefits through the utilization and implementation of his unique specialized business trust. With a client-first philosophy, Bruce and his team at Platinum Financing Group are working to build whatever their clients need to achieve their dreams. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Bruce Mack. Bruce, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Wally. Thank you. Excellent. Where are you at in the world? (laughs) Interesting
0: question. I'm actually in a hotel room at the Westin in Sarasota, Florida. I flew down here yesterday from L.A., and next week I'll be up in Aspen, Colorado, for the duration of the uh, ski season, other than a couple of uh, events that that I've got to attend that I'm speaking at. So uh, I'm pretty much here. I'm pretty much there. I'm pretty much wherever I want to be.
1: <laughs> so, so you're right in my backyard, and you're living my type of life, man. It, life is it certainly is wonderful, isn't it?
0: You know, it, I call it the laptop lifestyle, right? Yeah. Come, go, come, you know, come here, go there, do do what you uh, uh, do, do your business, and and be able to enjoy life to its fullest. Because, gosh darn it, you only go around once, at least. I I can't prove to myself that there's a second time around. So I'm I'm doing everything I can the
1: first time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Bruce? You know, I chuckle a little bit at that because I'm in so many different circles. And some people will come straight out and say there's no such thing as a laptop lifestyle, sitting on the beach, doing that type of thing. But quite literally, Thursday evening, we're going to take off and we're going to go babysit my son's dog, my son and his wife's dog, while they go on a little couple's retreat. And we're going to be driving from out here in Tampa out to Georgia. And on the way, I'm going to be doing some work. And while I'm there, I'm going to be doing, you know, a little bit of answering some emails and, and working on a few things and, and connecting with a few clients and whatnot. I can literally do what I do from anywhere in the world as long as I have an Internet connection. You're,
0: you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Um, I am so blessed because I, I, actually – I sometimes call it my iPad lifestyle instead of my laptop lifestyle because if I' if I'm in a car, wifey's driving uh, and and I'm uh, doing some work then I'm doing that work on the uh, on the uh, laptop instead, or excuse me on the uh, iPad rather than on the uh, a laptop because laptops a little bigger but in either event it's the ability to have the freedom, to be able to go where you want, when you want, if you want, uh, and be with who you want to be able to have a really, truly fulfilled life and lifestyle, and and that's what I've tried to architect. Heck, I'm, I'm 68, and I, I feel like I'm 13 sometimes, and, and it's just about enjoying, because if you're not enjoying, what good is it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And you know, it sounds like you have quite a bit to be grateful for. But what do you, what specifically are you grateful for today, Bruce?
0: To quickly summarize, I have to tell you that I'm really grateful for two things: my life and my lifestyle. Um, my life because I've got a great wife. We've got three great kids. And I'm relatively, I'm healthy. Uh, I'm in good shape, I'm not overweight. I'm able to uh, uh, get up in the morning and and have a good full day's worth of uh, energy and vitality. And I'm really happy for my lifestyle too. I'm grateful for my lifestyle because as I was saying, I have the ability to be where I want, when I want, if I want, with who I want. And how much better could it get than that?
1: You, you talked a little bit about, you know, based on what you just said, we can get a little bit about who you are as a man, but how would you describe yourself?
0: <laughs> well, some people call me gadget boy.
1: <laughs> I love gadgets, man.
0: <laughs> uh and, uh, I think that that'd be a very, very fair, uh, statement because if there's a new technology, uh, I'm, I would like to you know put my hand up and say, I'm an early adopter. Uh, I, I was the first guy that, well, actually, you know, this goes way back. My dad was the first guy on our block to have a stereo mm. and he got, he, and, and, and people would come from all around the neighborhood to listen to the, stereo and we had a Fisher stereo and that was like really cool and then we were the first ones on the block to have a color TV and that color TV had a remote control I mean think about that and this is way 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 back in the in the in the 60s in the early 60s so I think it's an inbred and generational deal that um, with dad being that way, it kind of passed down to me. And I, I love gadgets. I, I love technology. I love new, uh, new things to get into and figure out how they work and be able to master uh, being able to work them. And likewise, I would say that it has really reflected in my lifestyle to be able to come and go as As I please and be able to work with the client base that I've got uh, wherever I am throughout the world.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it, man. I love gadgets and, you know, between me and my boys uh, who are completely just tech tech savvy. Uh, we've got so many different types of gadgets. Uh, some of them we use, most of them we, you know, just kind of check out and stuff like that. But I, I'm just a sucker for really cool gadgets, especially with when it involves video. I've got all the cool video cameras around the house and access from my phone and all that neat stuff. I just love it. Really cool. It's fun stuff.
0: Well, you see, my last name is Mac, right? So how could I not be a, a, an Apple guy and not have a Mac Book, right? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: had to be. Yeah. And that's the way I am, too. You know, some people are down on that. My boys are completely, I don't necessarily want to say they're anti Mac, but I've, you know, I've had PCs and I went through PCs like shoes. I mean, they're just, you know, catch a virus or whatever and just, they were almost disposable but this macbook that i have now i've had i we calculated the other day goodness i've had this darn thing a long time like maybe five or six years longer than i've ever had uh, a mac or any type of laptop and then of course i got my iphone and i've got the you know i don't do the ipad as much anymore but it's all connected and i like it that way but i'll tell you you know the the with the industry and the the all the technology that comes out and my boys are much more tech savvy than I am. They know all the specs and all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, that's cool. Let me just, how do I use it? That's what I want to know. I don't get as much involved in all that since I have them around. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sucking when they leave. But, um, my oldest is already out. My second one's getting ready to, and then I got a nine year old, nine year old at home. I need the other two to train him really good.
0: I'll tell you, I, I, I've had PCs. I've had, I've had, uh, uh, Macs as well. And the fact that everything on the Mac, it may not have the touch screen, albeit except for the iPad, but everything in, in the Apple environment, it's so nicely integrated. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get everything on my phone that I get on my computer, that I get on my iPad. Everything is now, it's all synced to the cloud. So wherever I am, I just pick up the device that's the handiest. And that you know that's fully charged, and 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 I'm I'm good to go, yeah, and yeah. I have access to all my documents. I have access to all my PowerPoint presentations. I have access to every blippin' thing, uh, my entire rolodex of contacts, and it, it's it's so cool. I mean, we're we're living in a, in an age that uh w- w- we we could only dream of. Heck, the other day I got to tell you a funny story so i'm a big skier right and that's why i'm going up to aspen for the rest of the ski season uh for the next couple of months so i'm walking and all of a sudden i was up at actually mammoth this is about a a month month and a half ago i'm up in mammoth and i get the new uh iphone uh watch uh or the iWatch, call it what you will Mm -hmm. the the new generation Mm -hmm. one so i'm walking and I'm tromping along, I got my ski boots on, and I'm in the parking lot, everything's going really good, and the next thing I know, whack! I mean, I took such a spill, I went down really hard, skis went flying, blah, 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 and I was 10 feet from the car, it was just icy on the parking lot. Next thing I know, I'm hearing these like voices and I'm wondering, you know, did I crack my head? Am I am I out of my mind? You know, what the heck is going on here? Right. So here's what it was, Wally. It was my watch calling or talking to me, asking me if I'm all right and if I want to be connected to 911 and have them send the paramedics because I had fallen and it had detected that I had taken a bad spill, which I had. I mean, I could have been really in bad shape, but I was okay. So I had to quickly get to my watch, turn that off. Otherwise they would have sent the paramedics, but that's how evolved we've become with this new watch. It's got this detector in there that detects slip and falls and will send the 911 paramedics out after you it's got an EKG monitor in there I mean my good gosh it's it's so cool what's going on today in technology and that and the advantages that we have if we just take advantage of them man that
1: my wife's got one of those watches and I didn't even know it had that capability man that is freaking amazing that's the new watch. We're like in it, Jetson times now. Yeah, uh,
0: it's just it, it's it's crazy crazy stuff, right? Just it, it, it's Commander Cody, and and you can use your watch these days, right? I, I've got the, the little cellular thing built in. If I forget my phone, or I want to go out for a run, or what have you, and I don't want to carry, I don't want to carry my phone with me. I get a phone call. Boom, goes right to my wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like when I was a kid we had the Commander Cody watches and we were you know playing the fact that, that, that we could communicate through some uh, some sort of modality that we were carrying with us. I mean, it's here and it's now and it's fantastic.
1: It is. I just love it, man. That is so cool. So, you know, we were talking about how wonderful life is and how we have this laptop lifestyle and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we didn't get here by magic. Uh, And along the way, there were a couple of kick in the gut moments that, you know, may have changed the trajectory of our lives. And guided the guided us to what we're doing today, but not always. But if you would, I'd like for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel that either personal or business, whichever you prefer.
0: You know, let me share one that was both personal and business kind of wrapped up in in, into one sweet, a, a defining moment in in my life. I'm a licensed financial advisor. And I've been one for the past couple of decades. Prior to that, uh, I was a corporate recruiter, uh, for lack of a better word, a lot of people know the term as headhunter, uh, working with uh, executives, and I was placing a lot of insurance executives. And way back in the early 80s, um, for those of you who were around back then, you might remember that we were in a very bad recession, second bad worst reception to the, uh, recession to the one that we just recently went through in the last 10 years. And we also had a spiraling interest rate market. The interest rate market went up to 22, actually 23%. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. And as an executive recruiter, well, because there were so many layoffs, there really weren't a lot of jobs to be had, especially in the discipline that I was focused on, which was placing insurance executives. So things slowed down and then things came to more of a grinding halt the bills kept piling up they don't stop they keep coming in regardless right mm-hmm. and i did not have the mental fluidity to make the adjustments that i needed to from a business perspective cuz i was so much younger and and make the the course corrections and what ended up happening was Wally, I went and I, I I ended up going bankrupt. And I also at the same time became morally and mentally bankrupt because one oftentimes helps and or is a precursor and precipitates the other. You, you you just get sucked into this deep dark very black hole, uh, and it's just this feeling of disparity and 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 inability to get out, and inability to even do anything. Uh, I, I felt completely paralytic um, at at that particular point, and it was it was decidedly the worst time of my life and and I I share this with you because I do have some suggestions if people are falling into that that place of despair because they are so overwhelmed that they become what I call paralytic and and therefore the thing that they are doing is nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's specifically what we're here for, Bruce, is to share some of that stuff. And and uh, you know later on in the conversation we we talk about where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders, and I'll ask you to share one to three actionable steps that our guys can take today. But if any of that applies, I mean just share it because that's what we're here for. You know, um, living a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness is you know, it's, it's not always a fully well-rounded machine. There's not always a balance, but there is a counterbalance. And if you don't have your finances, right? And guys, and I'm talking about finances. I'm not just talking about your income, how much money you have in the bank. Are you able to pay your bills? I'm also, that also includes, securing your assets. If you're the if you're the breadwinner of the of the family, if you're the one bringing home all the money, what happens if something happens to you if either you can't work or you're no longer with us in this in this life? What happens to your family? In order to be a true provider for your family, it rather you're the man or the woman that's making the money in the house or both, you have to be able to replace that income somehow. So all of that rolls in together. And that's part of what we're talking about here today. Am am I tracking on that, Mac?
0: I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and unfortunately, whoever that breadwinner is, then that uh, then that oftentimes makes things that much more of what I would call uh, a mental pressure cooker, uh, because we feel that we have to perform because we are the breadwinner, and the responsibility is it's, on, uh, it's upon us.
1: So share with us some of that information, share with us, you know, what your thoughts are in regards to that kind of what you do, uh, specifically for your clients, who is your, who is your ideal client and give our guys some ideas of what they should be considering. Because what I've found is even in my own experience, there were things throughout my life and there's going to be others. And I'll learn some stuff here today. I'm sure that I never even considered. Well, I want
0: to start with a tip for everybody, if I, if I may, Wally, mm-hmm. um, and, and that tip is how I started to crawl out of that hole one step at a time. I didn't know what to do. Like I said, I was, I was paralytic and I was basically frozen and I wasn't working and I, I, I just, I just. Just didn't know what you know where where to turn, and I'll be the first one to tell you that um, I went and got some help, and the help that I sought uh, was from a, uh, uh, a a psychiatrist. You know, I told him, I said, I'm so depressed, I can't even work. W- what do I do? Um, maybe it was a good thing, maybe it was a bad thing, and it was certainly before. Um, before the time when the prescription for depression is is take this pill or take that pill, um, and what he suggested was this: he said, "Now here's what I want you to do." He said, "I want you to write a letter." I go, "Okay, yeah, I can I can do that." He said, and in that letter. First of all, I want you to think about somebody who you really do not like. I went, what? He said, yeah, I want you to think of somebody who you don't care for. It's somebody that you really do not like. Somebody that you've had some potentially some uh, conflict with. And the, the conflict that you've had with them is unresolved. I went, okay, and what I want you to do is, in that letter, I want you to make a heartfelt admission that your point of view, that you were expressing that you were at odds ends with the other person, was completely wrong, and that you were off base, and that you profusely apologize. Which, of course, is not what you want to do, but more than that, what I want you to do is I want you to I want you to write down five of your top and favorite possessions. So, I, you know, I thought long and hard. Well, what would that be? Well, my TV, my bicycle, my this, my video record, my VHS video recorder, whatever, beta recorder, whatever. Right. He said good now what I want you to do is I want you to in that letter I want you to say as a token of your forgiveness that you're asking for in the letter because you were wrong I want you to tell them that you're going to be giving them all of these possessions I went what he said yep Then I want you to bring the letter in next week and I want you to give it to me. I want you to address it. I want you to put a stamp on it. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) here's how this is going to (laughs) work. And I'm going, okay. So he says, I'm going to keep it in my drawer. And every week you and I are going to make a contract for what positive steps you're gonna take to move your business forward, to re-engage and get back to work making phone calls to do the prospecting. I know it's a much harder market, I know you're in a recession, but I also know that there is business out there even though it may be 10 times more difficult and 50 times more scarce you have to re-engage. Now I'm not expecting that you're going to be working an eight hour day. The commitment is for the first couple of weeks that you're going to be working a several hour day. The next couple of weeks you're going to be working a half a day and then after that you're going to be working at least six hours a day. And if you don't, aren't willing to keep the commitment when we meet on a weekly basis, then you're gonna tell me, you're gonna be honest with me, and I'm gonna mail the letter. They said, Doc, I can do that. As long as, you know, we're starting this with baby steps, stuff, you know, something that I can tolerate in terms of the time. He said, Well, can you? I said, Yes. That's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And it started to get me back in the game, Wally. And I never looked back because they started to spin a few plates. I started to get some more, you know, some job orders. I started to make some more new contacts. Yes, it was slow, but yes, it was steady. And it, it was the beginning of me rebuilding at that particular point my executive recruiting business back. So that I was making money so that I could pay my obligations so that I could get out of the deep, dark hole so that I could get back in the game. And guys, if that works for you, you get the point, you know what to do. And potentially that could really, really be a a major breakthrough to get you back to the motivated place that you need to be to move forward.
1: Yeah, that's a really good technique. And what we're talking about here, guys, is, you know, you either do things based on gaining more pleasure or moving away from pain. You're either moving towards pleasure or moving away from pain. Sometimes you're doing them both at the same time. Yeah. Many times you're doing both at the same time, but one of the two motivates you more than the other. One of the two gets you off your ass quicker than the other. So if giving, you know, if, if giving a thousand dollar bill or writing a writing a $2,000 check to a, a trusted friend and say i 'm going to give you this if i don 't get this done in this amount of time um, if that 's what motivates you, if that would break the bank and you know it would and that 's extremely painful to think about, then that might be something you 'd want to consider but the whole dynamics of this absolutely works. Thanks for sharing that with us mac that's really I, I really like that i 've never heard it quite put that way, but wow that and, and it takes it puts an added um you know, kind of an added emotional um, feeling to the whole process as well, because you're going to be giving your cherished possessions regardless of what they are for you guys to somebody who, for all intents and purposes, you hate. <laughs> you, you have no <laughs> really? desire to have a conversation with.
0: It was perfect because there was this individual who I was completely at, at diametrically opposed to from a philosophical standpoint. And the very last thing I would ever want to do would be to admit to him that he was right. Mm-hmm. With all of the you know all the discourse that we had. had.
1: Could you imagine could you yeah. imagine doing something like this and regardless of what party you are and say you're a, a Democrat and you're gonna give a, a two thousand dollar donation to the next you know Republican candidate or vice versa. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's exactly. some painful stuff right there for a lot of people.
0: So spinning the clock forward, uh, decades to where I am now. Um, uh, I'm very lucky. We, we, that is my wife and myself, uh, own, a financial services company. The financial services company has two divisions. We have a financing division where we do micro, uh, uh lending. Uh, that is we, we create, we, we, we do loans for startup businesses and or existing businesses. And we've even got a program that's a 0% uh, APR program, uh, so that people are not getting killed on uh, interest. Uh, and the other component to our business, the other division is our trust division, where uh, folks uh, have can, can receive an asset protection trust, which is a far better cry than an LLC, a C or an S because with the trust, the type of trust that we've got, people are completely insulated and isolated against judgments. If they have one slip and fall, they get into a car accident. I mean, if your car is in a trust and you don't own it, well, then you can't be sued for it. Uh, again, that's a, another discussion, but uh, the, the point is not only do we have bulletproof asset protection, but we also within this trust vehicle for uh, people, we have a significant amount of tax advantages for business owners that are entrepreneurs to mitigate uh, their tax liability uh, through tax the tax deferral components that the, uh, that the trust has, which are outstanding. We work very closely with the law firm. We've got over 30,000 of these puppies out there since 1999. It's copywritten and it's proprietary and it, it, it is, uh, it is a work truly, uh, uh, of love and labor, uh, that took over a decade to put this a proprietary uh, trust together. So that's what I've in, been involved with uh, for, oh, good gosh, uh, with trusts and with my financial services for the last couple of uh, decades. Uh, I've been extremely involved helping people getting their businesses up and running, getting their assets protected, and helping them with uh, tax strategies to help them reduce on the, uh, the taxes as much as possible and compress on what their uh, out-of-pocket is so that they have more money at the end of the month to be able to utilize uh, for whatever purposes uh, they so see fit.
1: Wow. That's powerful, Bruce. This is just another reason why I love to have these conversations because as a business and life strategist, I focus a lot on business strategies and I'm always looking for additional ways to add value to these business owners and not always through my own program, but by introducing them to something like this, because I can see how it'd work in so many different Uh, areas and and just benefit the business just being an added value and make that connection
0: you know i'll tell you there's nothing that feels better than to work with a business owner who's paying 20 30 40 or more thousand dollars in tax and show them uh utilizing our strategies if it if if applicable where they can be saving potentially 80 90 percent or deferring, I should say, 80, 90 percent of that tax liability and kicking that tax can down the road generationally uh, so that they're never going to be paying it during their lifetime and or their beneficiaries in their lifetime or heirs. This kind of this kind of opportunity is is phenomenal. And the ability to be able to go to sleep at night as a business owner. You know, here's a crazy statistic. I think it's 66%, 66% of all surgeons get sued.
1: Yeah, the, least, I worked in the medical industry for quite some time, and I can attest to that. That's true.
0: And, and I don't know real, the
1: exact number, but I know it's high.
0: It's crazy. So you get better than a one-in-two shot. The average American has a one-in-three shot of getting sued, and is and I, I work a lot with the, uh Real estate investors and real estate investors are a prime target as well. So there's so many people, unfortunately, because of our litigious society that are exposed and there are <laughs> 91,000, 91,000 personal injury uh, lawyers out there, 25,000 slip and falls a day. So unfortunately, um, we want to be there to help pick up the pieces so people are insulated from these kinds of uh, predatory behaviors from these PI lawyers that are out there. Because once they encounter uh, the type of asset protection that we've got, they oftentimes fold up shop before things even get started. Because you know if, if, if a lawyer is working on a contingency basis where they're making 30, 40, 50 percent, but they know that there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, well then why would they invest their time and which is to them their money, their clock, that's how they make their money, uh, so they don't even start. Now here's another crazy one. The average business lawsuit, 72,500. So uh, we're stopping these kinds of unfortunate situations, we're stopping them right in their tracks. And I'm very, very happy to say that that makes a significant, significant difference for so many people.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so much to be said for stuff like that because I was also an equal opportunity advisor, um, when I was in the army active duty, and I did that while I was a civilian after I retired. And it's about the same. It's, it's about seventy seventy eighty thousand $80,000 for a settlement for a sexual harassment or, um, equal opportunity type of violation. Now for the, you know, if there's, if there's blatant negligence and they allow that kind of stuff to go on, so be it. But, When it comes to the stuff that you're talking about, like just let's say, for instance, give you guys an idea because you won't see this a lot with with personal hospitals because they do not have to share their personal information, their business information, their litigation. But federal hospitals do. Army medical military hospitals have to share publicly because they're a federal entity. So, for instance, I worked at William Beaumont Army Medical Center. It was the most they would say it was the hospital was under the most litigation than any other hospital. But that was because one, they had to promote it. They had to report it. And two, there was a couple retired JAG officers that lived in the area. And what they would do is they would find, they, they would bring any little thing litigation against the hospital. And that, that all that litigation didn't mean that it was founded. Most of it was just because they're searching for ways to make money these attorneys, and they're approaching all these people. So, you know, and a lot of it was just frivolous. But for the ones that in my mind, if it's true negligence, it'll be found out and it'll be taken care of. And there's due compensation. I've seen that as well. But there's just so much stuff out there. And guys, just in any regular type of business, this right here, this type of information, knowing, you know, arming yourself with these with with people like Mac, and knowing what your You know, the best ways to protect your assets and to protect your family. This right here is why the rich get richer. It's because of education and it's because of putting the right systems into place. Thoughts on that, Mac?
0: You know, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, There was an article in Forbes 2014 uh, that talked about the Kennedys and their generational wealth and the fact that they have been able to achieve and maintain that wealth through the implementation of trusts. Uh, and they even talked about generational, uh, perpetuous tax uh, deferral. So, this is not a new concept. This is something, though, that for most people, it has com- been completely out of their reach, out of their sphere and scope of knowledge. And I look at it that it's my mission and my company's mission to educate people. I, I'll, I'll tell you, you talked about talk about another defining moment. Um, uh, I've been a very active real estate investor uh, in later years. And in a three-year period of time, I bought, rehabbed, and flipped over 160 properties, working with a lot of people that were in financial distress, trying to make a uh, win-win, create a win-win scenario, give them some of the equity in their house uh, because they they were a couple of weeks away from being foreclosed on, uh, take care of them, do this, do that, love them up. I had an individual, one of my uh, door knockers, picked the individual up, took them over to the office. We had multiple cups of coffee. He got a really, really great equity split on the property. He was delightedly happy. Everything was perfect. And within 10 days, roughly I got served with this horrific lawsuit. Now I didn't have at that particular point a trust. Ultimately, it cost me about one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars worth of tangible, you know, time and time and money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in excess of that, are you ready for what they alleged, Wally? Go for it. You won't even begin to believe this. In the points and authorities, it was cited that we incarcerated and kidnapped the individual. Well my door knocker offered to drive him over to the office <laughs> as instead of having him follow, right? So that, that was alleged. And it was alleged that he was um, completely inebriated. Well, that, of course, wasn't the case because he was sober as a judge. He was drinking coffee throughout the entire time that he was visiting with us. I had to pay the mortgage on that property for well over a year while we were going through this horrible situation. I had to pay the gardener expenses. I had to pay the insurances on the house and I had to pay the pool guy uh, uh, for the pool guy to come out every couple of weeks to maintain the pool and guys. I can only tell you this is the kind of thing that unfortunately, because we're in such a litigious society that can happen to anybody, even if they're an, a neophytal investor, or maybe they've got a, a child who's under the age of 18, and that child drives a car or hits somebody doing something or, or gets into a, 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 some sort of an altercation. My good gosh, as parents, we're all responsible for our kids and the liability of their actions falls right back on us. And these are this is this is the world that we live in today. We got the technology, but we also have all those ninety one thousand lawyers out there. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it just blows my mind, man. One of the ones that aggravates me the most is when I see, I hear the on the radio, and I see the billboards out here in Florida about uh, saying, "Did you know that you don't need to put up with the the credit card collectors calling you and stuff like that? You can get out of your debt. Oh, by the way, that you promised you would pay back because you borrowed that money and applied it to something, and now you can basically rip these people off, and these lawyers are going to help you do it. I just, I just don't get off on that. But that's on the, that's a personal note. <laughs>
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it's just it's not right. I mean, the, these guys are are trying to work the system and and have people and help help people take advantage of other of other people and and the situation. Uh, you, know, you see these signs on the freeway. I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, one of my accounting and tax professionals, his son got into an accident. His son was over 18. He gets a phone call from his insurance adjuster saying, looks like uh, Ted Nugent, who's got these signs all over Atlanta, one call does it all or says it all, what have you. Uh, They had contacted him saying, looks like we're going to pursue a uh, lawsuit against your son or, you know, against the, the, uh, the guy's son. So the guy calls him up and says, look, you can sue me. But you'll come to find out, first of all, or and or you can sue my son because he's over 18, but we'll make him a trust funder and we will make sure that he's not working until the statute of limitations ex- expires. Oh, and by the way, um, the car that was in the accident was in a trust and therefore there's no way that there's any kind of an award because we do not own that car personally. What do you know? That was the last that Ted Nugent was heard from.
1: Hmm.
0: Again, these are the types of things that can happen all the time.
1: Well, wow. yeah. I mean, just protect yourself, guys. And and definitely we're gonna leave some contact information so you can get more of what Mac's talking about here. Brother, right now we're gonna we're at the point where we're gonna pay it forward. You ready to do that?
0: Absolutely.
1: Excellent. Share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today and should take today.
0: You know, you were speaking just a few minutes ago, Wally, um, and and I ascribe to exactly what you're talking, what you were speaking about. Uh, and that's, to, I think, one of the actionable steps that you guys can do is you can be cognizant of your debt in terms of the APRs, the annual percentage rates that you're paying in interest, and you can mitigate that. There's all kinds of strategies, and we're glad to discuss those with you. Uh, there's strategies to be able to get to get that crazy interest, that 17 to 24 percent annualized interest so that you're not having it spiral out of control and, and, and such and play the game that Wally was talking about. We have solutions where you can be doing balanced transfers and we can talk about this to a zero percent options. I honestly believe that some of the best financial hygiene is to be able to control your expenses, control your debt, and to be able to rein it in. And these are the types of things that we work with our client base to be able to mitigate on that and also to be able to have a, a game plan to protect themselves moving and to protect their families moving forward from uh, potential creditors. So that's my pay it forward, is to be able to help folks in that respect so that they really get a strong financial footing underneath them.
1: Excellent, man. I appreciate that. What would you recommend that our Abundant Leaders read or listen to and why?
0: You know, I ascribe to some of the Dave Ramsey philosophies. Um, I mean, Dave says, don't ever get a credit card. But, you know, I can't say that I embrace or endorse what he says, to the nth degree. Because as a past owner of a licensed and bonded credit repair company, and Lord knows we've helped thousands of people take their credit and do turnarounds and get them from the four and 500s into the 700s and, and 800s. One of the things is that you need to have credit to be able to survive in this world and the ones that have good credit because they do have some credit cards that they're using responsibly, keeping the balances down at 30 percent maximum or less. Those are the people that are able to leverage and those are the people that are going to be able to qualify for the lowest mortgages so that they can end up as property owners have the American dream and end up in a matter of time owning their home free and clear. One other word to the wise is rather than making your mortgage payment once a month, you can knock roughly 10 to 15 years depending, but a guaranteed 10 and usually 15 years off of your mortgage on, your, on a 30-year AM just by paying your mortgage twice a month. So take the amount that you're going to be paying, break it up into two payments, pay it twice a month. You'll be paying a little bit more. Or if that doesn't work for you in December or January, make an extra payment and note on the check that you want that to apply to principal You want a principal balance reduction. This will save you potentially thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest over a period of time.
1: Yeah, that's great information. I've heard that before. In fact, being a person who went $30,000 in credit card debt twice, and paid my way out through various um, <laughs> strategies. Uh, when I was first introduced to Dave Ramsey, which by the way did help a lot in getting me out of out of that debt. But I do agree with you as well. I don't subscribe to a hundred percent of what Dave talks about. Specifically, the don't get a credit card because if you don't have a credit card, think about it. You're not driv- You're you're not taking an Uber or a Lyft. You're not renting a car uh, when you travel. Uh, there's many things you simply cannot do if you don't have a credit card. Even sometimes they just They'll take cash, but they need to secure with a credit card, for instance. And you're
0: likely so. not going to get approved for a viable rate for a house or for a car loan or other things that you want to do and or need to do in your lifestyle. No mm-hmm. credit cards. Uh, that, that and, and Revolving lines of credit on a credit report is a killer and will trash your FICO. So it's unrealistic. And it really does not make good sense. I, again, I couldn't agree with you more, Wally.
1: Yeah, yeah, great stuff. So, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Mac? I
0: I think I'd like to dial that question back to where I was when I was in that deep, dark, black hole in 1985, and the and the pure, simple answer is themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it, it, it's that inner core belief of what you can and what you can't do and your ability to stay positive even in the, how can I say it, in the throes of adversity to be focused, to take and put one step in front of the other and then instead of being frozen into inaction – And negativity and feeling sorry for ourselves, the only way out is to begin to move forward. You do that, and the rest will take care of itself.
1: Absolutely wonderful, man. You know, you mentioned, as far as what I'm concerned, a life of abundance. But I want to hear from you. Just kind of sum it up right here. What does living a life of abundance mean to you?
0: The simple easiest word I can think of is freedom I have the total freedom to be able to go where I want be with who I want when I want if I want I mean I could jump on a plane tomorrow and go to an exotic place I could go to Bali I could go to Singapore I could go here I could go there I could go anywhere I I have freedom of choice to live the lifestyle that I want and and truly I feel the debt That's everything is to be able to have that freedom, freedom to make the choices that you want to make, as opposed to the inability and having to make choices that you have to make.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So we're going to have PlatinumFinancingGroup.com linked up in the show notes for sure. But what else, how else can our guys get a hold of you and what else did we not talk about that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today?
0: Well, you know, guys, if you if you want to sign up for a complimentary consultation where we can talk about uh, getting you some funding for your uh, startup business, your dream and or your existing business and or you want to get more information on how you can get one of these bulletproof trusts uh, that offer. Unequivocable asset protection, and for most of our clients that are, and all of our business owners, the ability to have the significant tax advantages that they do. You could jump right on our website. And I'll give that to you right now. Uh, grab a pen and a paper. If you jump on platinumtrustgroup.com. PlatinumTrustGroup.com forward slash Wally. Again, that's PlatinumTrustGroup.com forward slash Wally. Or feel free, I communicate with my clients on a one on one basis. I'm delighted to give you my phone number too, but it's really much better if you get on the website. On the website, there's a calendar, and that calendar will block out time on my schedule where you and I can sit down and, and, and have a chat about where you are, where you want to go, and how we can plug in and help you uh, get from get there uh, with the, with the uh, different services that, that we've got to be able to get you there. Again, that's PlatinumTrustGroup.com. Forward slash Wally. My direct phone number for your reference is 702 area code, 371, 2345. Again, that's 702, 371, 2345. But my suggestion is get on the website at theplatinumtrustgroup.com forward slash Wally and book a time. Then that way we won't be rushed and we can sit, we can chat and and go over some uh, really good stuff for you.
1: Excellent, Bruce. I greatly appreciate that, man. And guys, if you're not in a position right now to write that down, don't worry about it. I'll have it linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Bruce and uh, the, the episode in the show notes will be right there for you guys. So Bruce, again, man, great conversation. I greatly appreciate all the information. I look forward to connecting with you myself. And man, just go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward.
0: Couldn't agree with you more, Wally. And I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be on your show today.
1: My pleasure. All right, guys. After working with so many business owners as I have and entrepreneurs, many business owners don't look at their financials at all. I mean, just the basics. They're not looking at how much they're spending. They have accounts that they've been paying for that they don't need. If you don't look at your financials, you cannot grow financially. In fact, what generally happens when you're not looking at your financials and your accounting is you're losing money hand over fist. And this is one of the first things I do when I sit down with a new client because I know that I can generally find several thousand dollars in profits just by going through their financials and canceling many of the services that they're paying for that they don't need or readjusting and renegotiating some of the contracts that they have with vendors. This is back to the basics type of stuff. And then once you get that stuff under control, then it's time to start looking at the information that Bruce was talking about to protect your assets and get your money working for you. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and guys, make sure to pay it forward.
0: That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.